welcome back. I hope you've had an amazing weekend. Please, please just disregard any mess you see behind me. It's a work in progress. If you don't follow me on my other channel, I'm in the process of putting together a booth at an antique mall. So I have tons of decor and you may see snippets of it behind me. This room is like a maze. Anyway, today we're gonna to pick up reading our devotional from our Farm Raised Devotionals by Ida Mae Couch. I love this book. <laughs> it has brought back so many fond memories for me. Um, we're going to be reading, the title is Fear of Spiders. And I haven't read this, but if she's anything like me, I hate spiders. I can't stand them. I've always hated them. And they just kind of creep me out a little bit. So I'm anxious to see how her fear of spiders and the Lord are going to work this and minister to us. So let's just get started. <laughs> Fear of spiders. My fear of spiders began when I was very young because I do not remember a time not being afraid of them. I know it's an irrational fear because I'm so much bigger than they are, but when I see one, my brain tells me, it's going to attack you, run! I remember a night when my sister and I were getting ready for bed, we pulled back the covers and there was a big old spider hiding in the sheets. I don't think I slept well that night. Another spider memory I have is of mom on the kitchen floor getting ready to clean to cut out a dress. She had the fabric laid out with her paper pattern neatly pinned. A big spider covered with babies found her way in the middle of mom's project. Mom didn't want the babies to scatter, so she put a glass over it and scooted, scooted some cardboard under it so it could be taken outside. I get the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. As a child, I had awful nightmares about spiders too. There's a part of one of those dreams I remember to this day. In my dream, I went out our back door and when I turned around to go back inside, the back of our house was covered with one giant spider. The legs stretched from one end of the house to the other and the body was the size of a car. Fear is a natural emotion that God gave us and it's actually a protection built into us. Fear is not always bad, but when a life circumstance comes along with this trying, with that along that is trying, our fear is a reflection of our trust in Him. And our scripture text, one of them, we have three today. The first one is from 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, and I will be reading from the King James Bible. So it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Does perfect love mean perfect trust? It could, if we could, un, un, sorry, if we could truly understand how much we are loved and treasured by God, then that alone should take away our fear. The second scripture text is from 2 Timothy verse 1, I mean chapter 1, verse 7. And it says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I love that scripture. Being marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit should empower us and give us a deep and satisfying feeling of security. The third scripture text is Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who 
can be against us. I'm sure we could just all quote that one by heart. God wants us to live boldly and courageously, not fearing trouble that may arise. I still don't like spiders. There's something about those eight-legged critters that makes my skin crawl. To be courageous like God wants, I will try not to scream the next time I see one. I will try to boldly go to my husband and ask him to deal with it. Well, it seems like the Lord is helping her with her fear. I'm like her. I don't like them. I mean, I'm not that terrified of them. I don't run from them, but I don't want no part of them. But I love the point that she's making. You know, the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear. And, you know, the enemy, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, the dark one, that is his main objective. If he can scare us, if he can put the slightest bit of fear in us, then he has control of us. Because when you scare somebody, they let their defenses down. They're not like thinking rationally like you would. You just kind of like it's protect, take care of self. And so you'll do whatever to do that and not think. Does this make sense? You know what I'm saying? The devil's tactic, the biggest one I've seen and have experienced is fear. And, you know, God, I'm now to the point in my life where I can kind of recognize and understand what's happening. Not always. I don't catch it always. But for the most part, I'm so thankful that I can say now that I catch it. And I just go to these scriptures. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind. And then I rebuke that devil in Jesus' name. Because at the name of Jesus, it has to go. It don't have a choice. You're not, like, um, negotiating with it. When you tell it to leave in the name of Jesus, it has to go. Now, it's like she said, there's a healthy fear. And then there's that fear that the devil will use to try to control us, hurt us, scare us, just be mean, you know. And I, I thank God for that healthy fear that we have. But we know what's what. If you really pay attention, you will know the difference between the two. There have been times I've been here at this house and knowing all the doors are locked. You know, I, my neighborhood is not a bad neighborhood. I'm in a pretty good part of town. There's not a lot, thank God, that goes on around here. Um, I have no reason to be scared of my home. But there have been times that I would find myself just out of the blue, no, coming from nowhere, wasn't even thinking about it. And this overwhelming sense of fear would take over me. And as soon as I would recognize what it was, I would just start praying against it. And that's the authority we have through the name of Jesus is we can pray against all these spirits that come out to attack us. The spirit of fear, anxiety, depression, oppression. We can pray against all of these. And take authority over these and bind them back to hell where they came from in the name of Jesus. And I do that quite frequently, y'all, because he don't stop. He don't stop. It's not a one and done. It may be something you find yourself uh, experiencing and battling hours on end. And here's another thing. When he finds your weak spot, and if he finds out that you are a person who is, is a little more fearful, say, than somebody else, He's going to pray on you, and he's going to use that as your ta as his tactic against you. But through the name of Jesus and the power of the Lord, you can overcome that and pray against it. 
and you can begin to ask the Lord to help you to not let not let you be so prone to these attacks of this and you can get victory over that and then you're gonna find he's gonna find something else and come at you it's never it's like I said it's not a one and done I'm sorry I don't mean to discourage you but I do want you to understand that fear is one of his biggest tactics the biggest tactics is fear and if you look around us, he is using every opportunity, every avenue he can to try to scare people. And I just refuse to live in fear. God did not create us to live in fear. He gave us a healthy fear, a fear to kind of take care of ourselves. But I refuse to live my life walking around in fear and not enjoying the benefits that the Lord has blessed us with. I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. I am not going to stay shut up in my house for fear of what might be on the outside. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to use my common sense. And then I'm going to walk out and trust that God has got me and he's going to protect me. Now, I'm not going to openly put myself in a situation where I'm not going to walk into the middle of a gunfight, okay? There's, you got to have common sense. But I refuse to live my life in fear. I'm not doing it. And I hope you won't do it. I hope that if you've found yourself in these situations, that this is your wake-up call, this is your word from the Lord, do not live your life in fear. Don't do it. He did not create you or me to live our life in fear, and I'm not going to do it. So, like Ida Mae, she says she's praying that the Lord will just help her the next time she encounters a spider, that she won't scream, but she will just go boldly go to her husband and ask him to deal with it. That's what we can do with him. We're not going to live our life in fear. But if something happens to us and pops up and we find ourselves in a situation, Lord, help us not to react, but help us to have the right mindset to know, uh-uh, I'm going to take it to the Father. I'm going to let Him come in on the scene and take care of it and take care of me in the process. I love it, y'all. God's Word is so encouraging, and it is just like food for the soul. And I think this is one reason I'm so loving this particular book and this devotion because we're getting the living Word of God, the encouraging Word of God. And I just love it. I hope this has blessed you. It has really helped me. I'm so excited. There's just an excitement in the air for me with living for the Lord. You know, some people may not understand it. You see everything going around in the world and it looks like it's just falling apart. I still have an excitement in me because... I have a relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and I am so excited about that. I pray that you have the most amazing day and week. I pray the Lord just bless you abundantly, that you're drinking from your saucer because your cup is overflowing. I love each and every one of you, and I will see you in the next one. Bye, y'all.